0: Welcome to This Is Not an HR Podcast Annual Halloween Spooktacular. Yay! Hannah Hampton, my ghoulishly great gal. How are you doing today? I'm Spooktacular. I don't know. <laughs> It's no secret to anyone that's listened to our podcast that we are huge fans of Halloween. I'm going to say it's probably my favorite holiday, but it seems to me in the last 10 years or so that I'm seeing a lot more people talk about how much they love it. And I mean, heck, in my neighborhood, there are houses decorated in September. So, I mean, it seems to be something that it's either more acceptable to enjoy this kooky holiday or people- I have.
1: Okay, I have a theory on this. I have a theory on this, and I don't know if you're gonna like it, but I do have a theory. I think that social media has created monsters out of people and I pun intended, but has created monsters out of people. And it's all about showing off like I have the most spirit. Here's my Halloween spirit. I'm going to shove it down your throat that I have my porch decorated to the nines. I'm going to shove it down your throat because I celebrate Halloween better than you do. And I feel like social media has turned into people into like pissing contests as to who's got the most spirit. So I blame social media as to the rise in Halloween. And and then you think about consumerism, and that's a great way for stores to sell you a bunch of shit you don't need. That is why. And I will say that you are somebody who always loved Halloween for Halloween's sake and not for the likes boom.
0: Your dark and pessimistic outlook kind of frightens (laughs) me a little bit. I didn't expect this Hannah Hampton today, especially Uh someone who's such a big fan. I mean, I think maybe that's a part of it. I mean, there's always going to be the Hallmark holidays, right? There are always opportunities to market and get you to buy stuff you don't need. But I don't know. I, I just tend to think that maybe more people are coming out of the woodwork. Don't think that you're totally off base. But I think a lot of people, just as we've gotten older, are just kind of like, hey, I've always liked following this is my thing because I think I came out, a little more out of my Halloween shell as I started meeting more and more people that liked it as much as myself. Like before you, I only had one really good friend that that loved Halloween out in California, and it was great because there's so many great places you can go out there, and the level of haunted house is just amazing. But I like to think that, or maybe it's just the fact that we're all so jaded and dark inside that this is a great way to uh, express it without anyone asking you if you're okay. I don't know. What's your favorite part of the holiday? What's your favorite thing? You know, like, I'm always excited about getting some Butterfingers. Is there anything that you really look forward to when it comes to this holiday?
1: Well, that's funny. Mr. Hampton had a Reese's pumpkin yesterday. Uh, So I, you know, honestly, this is weird. It's changed over over the years because I always I love ghost stories. I love spooky supernatural things. And this is the time of year that TV channels would do specials about like haunted places, haunted restaurants, haunted hotels, all of that. So I used to love the the TV specials and now with streaming you can just stream those year round. So it's a little different. I like haunted houses and I like just kind of getting more into the spirit of watching old Halloween movies and things of that nature, but again, before streaming became the the thing it is today, I loved when like the History Channel or Annie would just do these these haunted specials. and I just I always got a kick out of them. I certainly love doing ghost tours. And when I travel, if I get an opportunity to do a ghost tour, I'm going to do it because I love hearing the stories. I love all of the lore behind things. So to me, it's all about a great ghost story
0: that's excellent. I remember now, one of my favorite possessions when I was a little kid.
1: Like a like a, a demonic possession? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that was
0: later. That was when I was a little older. I remember the fact that I have liked Halloween. So I was probably four or five. Of course, we all like getting the candy. I had this Disney album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, back in the 70s, read-along albums were a big huh, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I had a read-along album for Disney's The Haunted Mansion.
1: I that's my favorite my favorite ride and I got the I got the Hallmark tree topper which is the Haunted Mansion this year that came out this year they have a Haunted Mansion like ornament line
0: oh you're gonna forward me that link and I'll include it in ours they're sold
1: out but hopefully they'll restock them but I will send it horseshit (laughs) horseshit I know I got the last one at my Hallmark store but I digress go on so you had the uh Haunted Mansion read-along
0: Oh, my God. I, and I, I listened to it nonstop. And I remember the songs from the ghosts. It's all I'm, I'm hearing it in my head right For now.
1: Ghosts come out to
0: socialize. Yes. Lives. So now. My I and then, and then it was dormant. My, my love of Halloween was a little dormant other than the candy and costumes. Okay, and now I, I remember junior high. And then I'm gonna let you jump in and take yes. over junior high. My dad was such an avid reader. He would read like a novel or two a week. I started reading his old Stephen King novels. There it is.
1: Ooh, that's good. That's good. So, mine, this is me. This is Hannah getting kind of personal. So, sometimes I'll have stress dreams, and I'm that person who remembers a lot of their dreams. But one of my regular stress dreams is I'm at Disney, like Disney World or Disneyland, and I'm trying to get to the Haunted Mansion, and I cannot get to the line to get on the haunted mansion because again it's like my favorite ride it's the only ride i really care about and i'll have stress dreams where i'm there and i can't get to the ride <laughs>
0: That is awesome. So your nightmare involves you getting scared for about not being able to get scared.
1: Exactly. I'm like, I just need to get to the haunted mansion. And it's like, for some reason, like I keep like, I, it's like a, a maze where I'm like, okay, it's this way. And then I turn around and I'm in a dead end and I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's a stress, stri- a regular stress stream. I have, and it's, I've had it many times. It's wild disney why do you do this to me and i'm not a disney person i'm not a disney adult i'm not somebody who has like Mickey mouse ears and has to go to disney all the time i literally am a haunted mansion fan
0: that's that it. is hilarious my kids are disney kids i have not been back to disney world since high school
1: well we could have a whole episode about stress dreams, and uh, but i think that would be very interesting
0: <laughs> so i want you to think of and like I said, I'm putting you on the spot and okay. yell at me later when we're done recording or now and make it an interesting, more interesting episode. But I want you to think of a classic Halloween special or movie you feel really holds up. And then if you can think of one that does not hold up today.
1: My favorite Halloween movie is Halloween. Like I, that will always be great. And that, that movie came out in 78. I think it's still amazing and it's still scary. It's perfect. And the Halloween movie that didn't hold up. Hmm. I don't know. I can't think of one and maybe come back to me on this one. But I will say I I will forever love Halloween, the original. And uh, yeah,
0: the original Halloween absolutely holds up. I also love both Rob Zombie remakes. One that I think that was underappreciated that stands alone in its own very grindhouse kind of way is Halloween three which has nothing to do with Michael Myers Mm -hmm. is actually a great grindhouse drive-in style horror film. If you go back Mm -hmm. and watch it today, I was really pleasantly surprised. And here's one that I thought would hold up that did not because I am in the middle of mix. Halloween Challenge, where I watch a mm-hmm. Halloween special or movie every day starting October 1st. I was devastated. Feel free to unleash, Shami, here if you disagree, Lost Boys does not hold up.
1: Really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, was, I haven't watched it in years, so I can't like argue one way or another. I loved the movie as a kid when it came yeah. out, but I haven't watched it since then. But give it a
0: shot. And maybe we'll talk about this in an intro of an HR After Hours. It kind of reminds you of how much fluff we had in our movies in the 80s. Sure, and okay. And there's just, uh, there's not a lot there. It's uh, it's a little. You know, it's, a,
1: it's funny. I watched one of the night, not night, Friday the 13th, like probably six or se- five or six or seven. I don't know. Some, somewhere in the middle with my nephew uh, last Halloween. And I remember being like, as a kid, they terrified me. And I watched this and I'm like, this is cheesy. Like, and not that it didn't hold up or maybe it didn't. But I remember being like, oh, why was this so scary to me as a kid? It's just cheesy. It's just dad. Having, you know, murder after murder and like no surprises, nothing. So I don't know. I think maybe, yeah, you look at things from a different point of view as an adult.
0: So to kind of get us started on talking about some great resources, you are the Shudder Queen. Yeah, a- I love
1: Shudder. I, I have been an a subscriber, like an early subscriber. I started, I've been doing subscribing for many years and I've never canceled. I know sometimes people subscribe and then unsubscribe and have like ways of, of how they like to do their streaming, which is great. Do what do you do you, boo? But yes, I love Shudder and I've been a subscriber, who knows, maybe for, I don't know how long, nine years, eight years, something like that. It's crazy.
0: Yes, you're the one that actually turned me on to Shudder. But tell me, what are the uh, what are the must watches that are on Shutter? What are your year go well, tos there?
1: I so they also they have a lot of great movies to you know choose from. So just go in there and you could probably find anything that works with what you want to watch. But I'd say. I've got two shows that I highly recommend, and they're both original Shudder shows. One is Creepshow, which you know yes. everybody should be aware of what Creepshow is because it's, it's an EC comic, and then it was a, a great uh, anthology movie of the 80s and all that good stuff. So they rebooted it. Greg Nicotero, who I adore, I am a Greg Nicotero uh, fangirl but they just released like the fourth season of that so i've just started and i don't have any comments on the, the most recent season because it's, i haven't watched it all but definitely great show. I really enjoy it. The effects are awesome because it's freaking Greg Nicotero. He can do no wrong in my book, um, but that I highly recommend that. The second season, I feel like it was really amazing. There's some great episodes in the first season. Second season just killed it. Third season has some great gems as well. Highly recommend. And there's some great actors that are in some of it that you're like, oh, I you know, didn't realize that this person had done the show, but highly recommend that. And then for the movie lovers and podcast lovers, and I have a feeling if you're listening to us, you probably like podcasts. The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. So the whole kind of theme around that is they typically do a double feature like you would at a drive-in and you know there's discussions there's interviews it's very you know similar to um, a podcast where you get to learn some behind the scenes things there's some comedy it's so much fun and they have done so many great movies they um, so the most recent season uh, was actually released in the spring of this year but they do some classic movies such as Zombie 2, uh, The Babadook, which is a more recent movie, Sharknado, which I think is hilarious, uh, Day of the Dead, which mwah, like classic, I love that movie. And then for Halloween, they've released they're releasing some specials this year, so that's super fun. Uh, they did Night of the Demons. They did The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, so it's not always just movies. And then uh, he uh, recently did Halloween, the original, which, again, is a favorite of mine. So I will say, check out Shudder. It's so much fun, especially if you love horror like we do. And check out The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Now, they are They are long, like some of the episodes, Well, most of the episodes are more than two hours long. So definitely be prepared to sit there for a bit or maybe, you know, break it up. But it is certainly so much fun, especially for somebody who loves horror movies, who loves podcasts. Uh, It's like the best of both worlds. So that's my little that's my tip. For more uh happy Halloweening this Halloween is check out Shudder and check out those two original shows. And I promise you, Shudder's not paying me a penny. I pay them for the streaming service. So this is just Hannah sharing how much she loves Shudder. Boom, I'm done. What questions do you have?
0: <laughs> no, that's perfect. And absolutely there, we there's no sponsored content in here at all as far as <laughs> these are just things that we recommend or we yeah. think are good. I don't really have any kids' recommendations other than I always say you can't go wrong with Scooby-Doo. I guess there's a
1: new Goosebumps um, on a streaming. Like maybe it's, I I don't know if it's Hulu, but there's a new Goosebumps out there. So that's good for kids.
0: Yeah. So there's some stuff out there, but then I'll go the kid inside you. Well, you know, let's go to that level. I don't want to, if you don't do gore, you don't like to be jumping out of your seat. What's something that could still get you in the Halloween spirit? Again, I always recommend- uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I always recommend Scooby-Doo, but then I thought, I've got something. Mm. It's, it, it's funny, it's a classic, and that is the Family Guy episode, and then there were fewer. Mm. And this particular episode, it's an oh. homage to the old family. 50s and 60s horror films, the uh, House of Wax, the you know anything that stay in this house overnight, who's going to be alive in the morning type of. Uh, Films And it's really very well done, but it actually was one of the first episodes where they used a symphony for the soundtrack throughout the entire production. Uh, The quality of the animation is excellent, and it's got a lot of little winks and nods to Good. some of the old horror films. So it I was if I've seen
1: that I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah, it was originally released uh September 26, 2010. It's a 49-minute episode. Definitely would recommend it and I would say, you know, your middle school kids on can watch it with you. And we've talked about this before. There's just so much content out there that you oh and I could,
1: yeah, could
0: spend an entire week watching nonstop t- television and not watch the same thing. But I found this great movie on uh, Amazon Prime. Prime has always had some great content in it. And this one is a good, again, a little bit of blood, but I would consider this more of your PG-13, even though it's a rated R, but R-level PG-13 horror. And it's got a little time travel twist to it. And it's called uh, Totally Killer, And it's got a Julie Bowen from Modern Family. And it's got a great cast. And it's about a, a girl who goes back in time to 1987 to stop a serial killer who killed three of her mom's best friends in high school. Okay. And it's got some very serious and overt Nods and, and winks to the screen series, to any films about time travel. She right away references when she's back in time to Back to the Future. If you're watching it with your family members, I think mothers and daughters would love this together. So it's a great spooky alternative to the taking your daughter the, to the new Taylor Swift movie. I think it's got a lot there. I think there's some good nostalgia. And uh, I think it's something you can sit down with the whole family and watch. So I recommend that one, Hannah. I definitely think you would dig that. Okay. We've got a topic that also is affiliated with a new movie, but it's also a follow-up to our first Halloween spectacular, where we talked about completely immersive horror experience of McCamey manor and i don't know if you remember we spoke about this in the first episode Mm -hmm. russ McCamey,
1: isn't this like the like the one like the most hardcore haunted house is that correct
0: yes no one's made it all the way through
1: there we go yes
0: i remember Um, that Mm -hmm. so when we did our story uh basically this gentleman had created a very intense immersive horror experience haunted house that had required you to sign a 40-page waiver before you began. And the supposedly the only cost of admission was a bag of dog food and no one had made it all the way through. And this, this immersive haunted house experience could last up to 10 hours. Mm-hmm. A- and so basically we discussed it before, you went through, he meets you, Talks to you once, you know, basically wants to kind of figure out, you know, he caters supposedly the experience to the individual. You were allowed to pick two things that he wasn't allowed to do to you. And then basically you gave him carte blanche. So it seems something like kind of like this great story about, you know, no one's ever completed it. And would you ever do it? And we talked about some of the things people had said happened. The first couple articles that we use for our story Everyone just kind of talked about like, you're crazy if you do it, but it's there if you want to give it a try. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we saw that people thought it was, it was torture porn, but you know, they basically, we were under the impression that he was ran out of town and did it somewhere else, took it somewhere else. Well now, and this is part, it's, this is in a film, but I've also got some articles. Basically it turns out that good old Russ Has been accused of several misdeeds. Been accused of sexual assault. You know, as far as some of the things he did with the uh, the women that went through this. And then, oh, gross! In the movie, and like I said, I got an article that was on the Daily Dot. But in the movie, he one of the people they interview and it's one of those documentary styles where they keep showing footage and then they go back to these main five or six people they interview. And you've got some people that just have small parts that they discuss, but they don't use any reenactments. So anything you see from the horror house was actually video shot and posted by Russ when he first started it. One of his friends was also the videographer. And they had actors like any other haunted house, and it was just typically an extreme haunted house, bordering on an immersive experience, you know. But he had actors just like any normal haunted house you go to in any city—Chicago, Los Angeles, San Diego, New York, whatever—and he, he went national on the news, and you know, the viral, so to speak, and people started talking about it like ourselves. So then, all of a sudden is he gets this attention and he seems to feed into it and these are all accounts of people that were either friends of his or went through this experience and an ex-girlfriend they said it kind of started going downhill once he gained some notoriety he felt like every year he had to top the previous year okay but that seems reasonable right i mean sure
1: that free- sounds like corporate america right we gotta yeah more I than mean- he did last year
0: Bigger, better, best, whatever. And and that was, it's almost like he got obsessed with it. Then that's when the accusations really start. So as he's making it bigger, better, scarier, more intense, he gets rid of all the actors. And so it's just him and the videographer. So it's a one-on-one immersive experience inside the haunted house. Then he starts getting bad press. People start speaking out against it. And he just ups and moves. He closes it, goes somewhere else relocates. But then this is where it gets really dark. When he relocated it, he no longer, he went out and had a big farm like he had before, but he didn't do a haunted house anymore. Basically these, he just started recruiting people. He had this wait list, supposedly of thousands of people that wanted to do it. And he started just picking people and you just went out on his farm and he did whatever he wanted to you. And, but it has nothing. There's no haunted house anymore. It's just him. No one else is filming. He's filming you. And that, this is where the movie which is called The Monster Inside. It's scary because you're seeing all the video, and he's doing everything point of view. And so he's doing it in selfie mode first as he's getting ready to. People are blindfolded and they have headphones on so they can't hear him talking. And he's talking about how much they're going to scare this person. And you look at him in these point of view shots. And it's truly scary. And you're not the one there. You're just listening to what he posts on his site. You're watching his videos. And there's something about the way he talks about it and uh, is excited about it that it's no longer this event or you're not purchasing this experience anymore. You're basically signing yourself over for this person to torture you. To do severe, you know, one of the main characters on it, he keeps her awake for 30 hours before oh. the thing actually, the, the quote-unquote tour. He calls him tours at this point. But remember, he's not touring. Them, they're not going anywhere. You're not in a haunted house. You're just out on this guy's farmland. This individual, he kept her up for 30 hours. Then blindfolds them, And he does these different things where, like, you feel like you're being buried alive. And then he lets her fall asleep. And this is all you see, all this firsthand video. And then there's missing video. And when they're interviewing her, she says she asked, she's like, did you get good video? You know, did you get what you needed? And he's like, well, there's one thing where the video didn't turn out right. So there's missing video. And she is just agonizing over the fact that she doesn't know what happened to her. For about 45 minutes when every other tour he's ever done, all the videos accounted for.
1: Okay, that's very creepy.
0: <laughs> so it's all very scary. And then as the interviews go on, you find out that he's, you know, been, it sounds like he's been embellishing this waiting list. And as he gets further along and this gets more current, he's just handpicking attractive women to go out on his farmland and be, be tortured by him. For up to 10 hours or more at a time. And there's actually this community that's into these true immersive horror experiences that are really standing up because they're like, he is the face of our community and he doesn't follow any of our guidelines. This isn't what we're about. Hear the Is that story. Like a
1: weird cult or something. I don't know. Go on. Sorry. Well,
0: Go you on. know, here's what I will tell you. It talks about people. They're, you know, we're all wired a little differently. And there are people that are it's more than being an adrenaline junkie. It's seeking out You know, testing your 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 mental fortitude and the fact that these people have this true passion for this, that there are times as you're watching them in a another true immersive experience with uh, someone that's actually doing it towards cater for them and they shoot the video and you see what they go through that it is almost like. An intense, like almost like something you'd go through in some intense immersion therapy, testing themselves and doing these things. But this particular gentleman, and that's in quotes, basically has sought out that community because there are a lot of broken people in that community as well. And they, they, they almost look at this for a cathartic release. He preys on those people. You know, a lot of them uh, they're damaged, and you see that in the show. And then you've got his following. He has a very loyal following, and so as these people are are speaking out against their experience with him, his following to not only defend him but go after and attack these people, not only online but sometimes even you know follow them to work and things. To protect this person that they hold so dearly. His particular following is extremely cultish, but the film itself is definitely worth checking out because it focuses on him. And these accusations against him, you want it is scary because you watch the film that he shoots from the POV perspective. It's like looking in the eyes of a monster, kind of like some of these specials where they interview serial killers, and you can tell he just he's he's run him up. There's it's he basically has a line of people waiting. For him to torture. And so these victims that are on the show are saying that they feel like they are not even going through the same experience that he is doing what he's doing to people today. Sure. It's very wild, it's very freaky. And then, you know, it just kind of makes you think about where's the line? You know, where's the line of uh, how far you're willing to go to get that scare? Obviously, this is a a
1: different line for different people. That's all I'm going to say about that.
0: (laughs) It it does look at that and explain it, because if you're really not familiar with all this and you just know about McKamey Manor, you know, and the fact that no one's made it through, you're like, listen, you're just but you're mad that you didn't finish it. You're too weak to do it. I'm still going to do it. But then you talk to the individuals and see what it really is today. Someone's going to die. And whether or not he is truly an evil individual or not is not really, I guess, up for us to decide. But I think this movie is worth watching just for you to determine what's really going on here, how far across the line is this. What are your thoughts without seeing it? I mean, I've, I I'm kind of babbling about it, but <laughs> but I mean, you've got this very specific segment and fan base of this type of activity. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I can say where the line is because you're right. It, it's the line is there for different people.
1: Well, I will say I, I haven't seen it. Say It sounds like something who like for true crime aficionados. This definitely sounds like a story or a show for true crime lovers out there. And it does sound like that. I know ultimately it sounds like that this documentary documentary pointed out the evilness in this guy and he sounds pretty evil in my opinion of listening to you but uh, certainly let's also point out that documentaries their job is to try to tell a story and to get to the audience to see something from their point of view as well so very interesting I mean I I listened to the part about the videotape not working it always worked except for this one part. And this woman's really upset about it. And I don't blame her. But also, technology's not perfect. So it could have even just been one of those like it truly cut out and didn't work. And that's there's a lot. There's a lot. So I'd, I feel like I'd have to watch it before I make any any additional comments, because I could be uh, very off course at this point. But that's, that's my two cents as to somebody who hasn't watched it
0: (laughs) so here's something i want to do for fun for us to close real quick Mm -hmm. um do you have anything on your halloween bucket list anything that you want to do that you've not been able to do yet
1: oh uh i want to visit the winchester mystery house in california (laughs) or whatever it's called house of mystery uh that's on my bucket list
0: see i want to stay at the world famous clown motel in the bottom i still can't (laughs) get anyone to do that with me so
1: like, that is so you. Okay. I, I I love that for you. Sorry to sound like a millennial or whoever does that. But, yes, that is a totally a McDanzig uh, place. So, yes. Would you yes, go with you. me?
0: Let's make it happen.
1: Let's, Let's do- make it happen. Hey, I love it. I love a good road trip. I love a good wacky story. And clowns are freaking – I it's funny. I have a little, like, clown on my um, shelf. Like, I'm looking at it right now. And it's a hobo clown, which I think those are the creepiest of them all. And it was actually my mother's and somebody gifted it to her and she was getting rid of it. I'm like, no, get rid of it. I love it. It's so creepy. And my nephew hates it. Somebody comes over. Sometimes I'll hide it places, but uh, I'm all about it.
0: (laughs) And ultimately, Hannah and I just want to make sure that you have a ghoulishly (laughs) grotesque and wonderful Halloween. Hannah Hampton, always a pleasure.
1: Have a great night.